exciting announcement about his future role in the Moore administration. Let's take a listen. Good evening, Salisbury. I want to start by saying thank you to all of you who came here tonight. Thank you, you, thank you to all of you who have supported me through this process uh, or some part of it. I want to say thank you to Lily and Olivia. Thank you to Joe and Eva and Owen. Thank you to my mom and dad, Jesse, Justin, Brooke, my nephews, my friends, my coworkers, and my colleagues. At 10 o'clock this morning, Governor-elect Wes Moore announced that he had selected me to serve as the next Secretary of Housing and Community Development for the state of Maryland. My governor asked, and I said yes. Of course, this means that I must step down from what was my lifelong aspiration, to be mayor of my hometown, to make it better than I found it, and to help it shine. And so today, I announce my resignation, effective January 27th, 2023. As I shared with the City Council in my letter notifying them of my resignation, I find no joy in leaving the job that I feel I was born to do. I will forever think of myself as once your mayor, and I think I will forever long to be your mayor again. It was 10 years ago that I asked the people of this city to trust me as their representative and as a leader capable of improving the lives and conditions of all who call Salisbury home. We've come a long way, I believe, and we marched remarkably closer to the place we envisioned a decade ago. The list of accomplishments that I'm proud of is long. We changed the way government worked and how government communicated. We navigated changes in media, the post-blog world. We navigated changes in demographics. We became a majority-minority city. We even navigated three record floods, a tornado, and an earthquake. We navigated changes in American justice and policing. We navigated the worst pandemic known in a century. And like the professional jugglers that we are, we navigated even a combat deployment to East Africa on top of it all. I'm so proud of the many achievements that have largely been forgotten because of the big changes we've made. But I always take pride in eliminating old parking meters, refurbishing the Lemon Hill standpipe, establishing our customer-friendly phone line, providing police officers with outer carrier vests, and adorning the mayor's office with local art. There are hundreds more, and I'm proud that we left no stone unturned. In thinking about how far we've come since 2013, it's hard not to start with the physical changes. We rebuilt the Riverwalk and the entirety of Main Street, including 100-year-old pipes, all the way up to new street lights, new brick, and new benches. We brought life back to forgotten spaces, including the labyrinth, a dog park, games park, and our beloved Riverwalk Amphitheater. Investors saw fit to construct nearly $650 million in new housing, shopping, businesses, and industry in our city in the last 10 years, capping off our boom with the rise of Salisbury's two tallest buildings, the Ross One and Two, further closing the gap between our community and our university. We built a new fire station. We built the Riverside Circle. We built hundreds of new signs with unique and beautiful branding and protected bike infrastructure that has no doubt saved lives. Most notably, I think, we built the Newton Community Center and the Truett Street Community Center, fulfilling our first promise, and that was to build spaces for young people to be safe in after school. We also built a wastewater treatment plant unrivaled by any other in the Chesapeake Bay watershed. We turned around decades of misfortune and mistreatment of the Wicomico River. We adopted and implemented a stormwater utility and recently banned single-use plastic bags, cementing our commitment to protecting our limited and sensitive water resources. We restructured government to better and more efficiently serve the people of Salisbury, 
creating a deputy city administrator position, consolidating all permitting into a one-stop shop, and shifting around teams to align our structure to the needs of our citizens. This process created new departments, including arts, business, and culture, housing and community development, field operations, waterworks, procurement, and infrastructure and development. The department heads have collectively met every other week to coordinate and synchronize their efforts and report according to the result SBY metric system for the last eight years. Team building has not been limited to leadership alone. Throughout the last 10 years, I've worked hard to build a sense of esprit de corps and unity that didn't previously exist in city government. All city vehicles and uniforms share branding today. Since 2015, our staff has met together twice a year in all staff meetings to celebrate one another's achievements, discuss policies, and have open Q&A with me about city employees' concerns and issues. We've also resurrected the annual holiday party every year. We created a, a baseball game. We go to the Shorebirds together each summer. We established a retirement gift program, a mayor's award program, and an employee of the month and employee of the year acknowledgement. Perhaps more notably, we are just capping off our 10th year of the predictable pay plan, whereby every city employee received a, a pay increase each year that they worked for the city of Salisbury in, those, in that decade. And just this year, I asked our city council to amend our charter to extend collective bargaining rights to our city employees. Not only did they do so unanimously, they've also begun the process of adopting a labor code to put it into process to sign contracts by the end of this year. I'm proud that our care for our employees did not come with the introduction of pain for our residents. Over my eight years as mayor, I proposed no tax increases. And we continue to expertly manage our limited resources. For six consecutive years, we've won the Government Finance Officers Association Award, Budget Award. For six consecutive years, we achieved a perfect or no-note audit. The city government wasn't the only entity that fared well financially over this time. Home value skyrocketed. More than 50% in our city as more people demanded to live here. We became the number one destination for people moving out of Washington and Baltimore. Our population growth continued unabated, as did our job growth. Household income rose over 25% during that time. Our gross metropolitan product rose over $25 billion in that same time period. It rose above our, our pre-pandemic peak faster than almost any other MSA in America. While we can ascribe that success to much, one thing we can forever be proud of is that we started at our center. We never let the heart of our city down. We have never reaped more benefits as a collective because of that. In the last 10 years, we opened our downtown visitor center. We saw a vacancy in downtown buildings drop to near zero. We watched our lifetime average of two to three restaurants, bars, or, or bakeries rise to 22 in the downtown. We sold or awarded a contract on almost every surface parking lot in our downtown. We recognize that a sustainable, vibrant downtown depends not on parking, but on people, and that that district must be alive 24 hours a day. Largest and tallest of those buildings, of course, leaps forward and is symbolized by 400 students and nearly 200 feet of tower that will rise above downtown. These students represent our future and we'll have a short walk to the beautiful Entrepreneurship Center, art galleries, and other university assets that are now permanently in downtown Salisbury. As wonderful as those permanent investments are, we all know that that was going to take some time. And I couldn't be more proud of those investments that we've made, but I'm also proud of the ones we made in culture, the short-term, high-payoff things that allowed us to occupy our city streets together and to celebrate with one another. From New Year's Eve to Third Friday, 
Riverfest to the Haitian Festival, Pride Day to Juneteenth, Treat Street to the Christmas Parade, Friday Night Live to Jay Copeland's Homecoming. We sang and we danced and we enjoyed one another right in the city streets. No event exemplifies this change, this wholesale transition, more than the National Folk Festival. It's four years here and the Legacy Festival, the Maryland Folk Festival, will be known as the moment and the way that we came into our own and where the pride our city manifested was felt throughout our beating heart. I'm immensely proud of the way we polished ourselves over the last 10 years, whether with our return to twice-monthly street sweeping, our 24-hour pothole patching policy, our citywide signage, our rebranding, our investment in marketing, our website, even the domain name. All those efforts have changed how we are viewed and how we present ourselves. But we've readily taken on big challenges as well. When faced with rising 911 calls and stresses on our emergency room and emergency medical service, we launched one of the state's first mobile integrated healthcare programs, SWIFT. And SWIFT has helped keep people out of the hospital, keep people out of the ambulance, and it's helped lead to longer lives and healthier people. After a very difficult decade of record violent crime in the early 2000s, our chief and our police department hammered away slowly and steadily, seeing crime decline 10 years excuse me, 50% over the last 10 years. The Salisbury Police Department has navigated the delivery of a co-responder mental health uh, service program, the addition of 10 police, additional police officers, the replacement of all weapons, shifts to SUVs and shift to outer carrier vests, expansion of less lethal weapons, and implementation of body cameras for all officers. They did all of that, all of that, while navigating a change, a wholesale change in America's trust relationship with its police. Maryland's complete rewriting of the criminal justice system and many trying moments, including the loss of one of my best friends, Bull. And they did it proudly. In the closing days of my time at the helm of the city, we are recognizing and have recognized that we're in the midst of a housing crisis. We met that crisis head on by creating the Heroes Home legislation. That effort to make more housing available for more people has scaled in a way that no other housing program in the state of Maryland has. Remember also that we built the Housing and Community Development Department from scratch here in the city. We also led the, nation's, we led the nation as America's smallest city with a Housing First program to commit to permanently house the chronically homeless. And as I did 10 years ago today, I ask for you to now have faith. I want you to have faith that not only did we make great decisions or the right decisions every chance we could, not only did we try to do our best, but that we, we will be fine and even better in the days and years to come. We're gonna to continue to rise to our potential. We are not the worst days that we have, not as people, not as a city. We are not our worst condition. No words or aspersions can drag us down. We will continue to ascend. We'll do it without fear, without apprehension, without apology, and without slowing down. We'll do it without me carrying the torch. We will. I relinquish that torch, not because I no longer believe. My passion for this city is never going to be extinguished. The flame, believe, believe me, is going to live on right here. And no title, and no job, and no change is ever going to undermine that. But in order to move forward, I must hand the torch that was lighted 10 years ago, or perhaps longer than that, over to someone who can be trusted to breathe oxygen into the flames. And there is no doubt that the man to carry that torch as I step away is Jack Heath. There is no person better briefed, 
more knowledgeable, or more prepared to preside over the operations of the city. He's been a CEO in the business world. He was a CEO in the nonprofit world. He has been a tireless advocate for those with disabilities, an engaged neighborhood representative, a volunteer firefighter, and your city council president for the last eight years. For those who don't remember, in January of 2013, he and I simultaneously began our course in Salisbury politics as opponents. Jack and I saw the dysfunction from different eyes in city government. We saw the behavior and the rhetoric as antithetical to all we know Salisbury can and should be. Jack often says that we finished each other's sentences during that campaign. I think he just means that he was a great, a great teacher and I was an okay student. It was not my nor his immediate objective to beat one another. Rather, it was our objective to eliminate petty and distracting discord from Salisbury politics. And while that remains an objective that ought to be front and center nationwide, it's one that I know will remain steadfast in this community. My charge now is to you, the people of Salisbury. Stand behind and alongside Mayor Heath, President Boda, Vice President Jackson, and the City Council as they continue to lead our city forward. And know this, as I step into the role of the Secretary of Housing and Community Development and a member of Governor Moore's cabinet, I also step back into the ranks of Salisbury residents. I'm not going anywhere. I won't be leaving you, Salisbury. I will still pay my taxes here. I will still fill my gas tank here. I will still raise my children here. We will still fill our bellies here. And we ain't going to stop caring about this place. You will see me in the grocery store and running off what I purchase, right, in city businesses. My friends, I love you all. This has been the honor of my life. Thank you. I introduce to you Mayor Jack Heath. Well, he took everything that I was going to say. Uh, so mine won't be as long as his, but I, I, will, I do want to go back um, to 2013. I ran against a young man named Jacob Day. And it became obvious during our discussions that by the end of the campaign, we could finish each other's sentences. So when people say, what's going to happen? All the people that are nervous, and I know, I know there are, and, they, and there should be. All I can tell you is that we were in lockstep then. And by the way, he kicked my butt. <laughs> but I had the privilege of, a couple years later, taking the seat of a, a resigning public official on the council. And from that moment forward, the vision became clear. When I ran, the reason that I ran, believe it or not, and you can ask my wife, was I could not take the discourse and the lack of, call it whatever you want, sincerity, complete, uh, competition, et cetera, and the way that the council was going about their business yelling and screaming, meetings that went on for eight or 10 hours. 
No need for that. No need for that. And now we are here, and I would like to thank the mayor for giving me the opportunity to do what we have done. I want to thank the council members. We don't always agree. Come to a work session, you'll see. But we do it with mutual respect. And we've changed the culture demanded by this man. And we've accomplished what we've accomplished because we work together. That is not going to change. The way we conduct our business is not going to change. I'll be honest with you. If we did not have the department heads and the staff that we have, and if we did not have the council that we have, I would have not accepted the position. Mayor Day, my friend, is going to go on to be the Secretary of Housing and Community Development. There is no one, no one more qualified for that critical post than our former mayor, Jake Day. I think we should acknowledge that right now. In closing, I would just like to say, you can expect us to keep the vision going. You can expect us to keep civility going. And Mr. Boda, if you don't keep the meetings at an hour, <laughs> you'll hear from me. But thank you again to everyone. Thanks to the mayor. And let's congratulate him on accomplishing what he was able to accomplish. And believe me, in this kind of atmosphere, it's not easy to do anything and get it done. But he's done it in 10 years. We thank him once again. God bless all of you. I look forward to working with each and every one of you. Uh, and let's go get it. Thank you. Thank you.